What if I made you do the intro today? (laughs) That's not nice. (laughs) Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts. T and Lady J. <laughs> I was about to introduce you. You should have. And then I would have introduced you. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I'm like, that's so nice. <laughs> How are you, T? Uh, fucking hot. Oh How my God. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Uh, it's so bad. You guys, I know, like, no one outside of L.A. gives a shit right now, but, like, you guys, it's really fucking hot. We sound really L.A., too. Whenever we go, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I don't understand how anybody does this on a regular basis, like, over 100 degrees. I feel bad for the mailman. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Poor little mailman. <laughs> Poor little mailman. <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't even know enough of the lyrics to that song to finish it. Like, yeah. I'm such a lame ass oh my gosh how are so i did i already ask you that i yeah, did ask you that. you're very kind to ask Aww. me Aww. i know that's what makes me so nice <laughs> i've just been listening to it sorry don't mind me folks <laughs> um should we just get into it yeah like what else would we do right now if we didn't get into it? I don't know. Just shoot the shit. <laughs> let's 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 talk about the heat some more. <laughs> <laughs> like really hot. No kidding. <laughs> this is gonna be a weird episode. I can already tell. I'm a little too punchy. Well, <laughs> the episode is weird. Yes, it is. It's a little weird. It's it's weird and heavy. Yes. So we have to make it a little <laughs> punchy. Yeah. Yeah, we, we need to be a little happy things, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so this is episode eight oh nine, titled "Go Ask Alice," mm-hmm. named after presumably the book of the same name. Uh, the Amazon Prime spoilie is a principal is blamed in a student's disappearance, which is like the most far-fetched way of explaining what happens in this episode. Yeah, that was like halfway through. And it's not even like really the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like so stupid. Okay. Um, I love how like like the Amazon Prime spoilie can't win. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. either, either it's too much of a spoilie and we hate it or it's like dumb and we hate it. Like, <laughs> like it can never fucking win. No, it can't. <laughs> and it won't. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, And the DVD description, as always, goes a little bit deeper and tells us that parents are irate over a tough high school principal, unaware that she's helping a female student. Meanwhile, Martin's accused of being the principal's spy. (laughs) Jeez. So, like, really, like, really, like, about the principal. Yeah. (laughs) Like, which it it isn't, and it shouldn't be. Like, it's so stupid that that's the thing that both of these things are, like, fixated on, is the principal, where, like... It's really not about her in the end. <laughs> like, no, no. And everyone's just a shitster. Well, that's true for yeah, sure. Everybody. Well, huh? okay, almost everybody. But until you find out that it's not really their doing, like that's that stupid fucking dad who's making everybody become a shitster. You Terrible. know? Terrible. It's all just a fucked up situation. If we're being real about it, like. Um, Okay, there's so much to talk about, though. Fuck, I can't even... I don't even know how to organize my thoughts. Let's talk a little bit about this whole Go Ask Alice business. Okay. So, have you read that book? Years ago? 
Okay, I've never read it. Years ago. I just know that it's like one of those seminal, like classic things yeah. or whatever. It's like probably everyone read it in high school, or whatever, except Pretty me. Pretty much. And um, add that to the list of books that, that everyone's read that I haven't. <laughs> like, yeah. spoiler alert, there are a lot. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know anybody that has read so many books as you have. Well, that, that, no, that's not true. You've read a shit ton. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You still know. go to the library. I do. I do go to the library. I have to that say. That in itself is like a re... Yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. But the thing is, like, it's the classics that I haven't read. And not that Go Ask Alice is a classic, but like, you know, like, name name a classic that, like, everyone's read. Uh, Pride and Prejudice? Yep, never read it. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I don't know, like, fucking Grapes of Wrath, never read that. Uh, okay. East of Eden, why am I in the I, Salinger world? I don't know. <laughs> never read that. Okay. Um, like, you know, shit like that. Like, and there's like pretty much every Shakespeare play that I've never read, you know, and whatever. And like, so think that's what I mean when I say like, there's a lot of books that I haven't read. Uh, yeah. Not, same. Yeah. We it's had, hard. we had a bad education, you guys. <laughs> Terrible. We read like one book, like every two years. Oh my God. I'm it kidding. was horrible. <laughs> Do I say that word wrong? What? Horrible? Yeah. Is it, is it pronounced Horrible. It depends on where you're from, I think. Okay, this is like not a conversation that we should be having right now. I just, I'm just going on record and saying like, I, every time someone on TV or in my life or whatever pronounces that word, I realize or I recognize that I don't say it that way. And I'm like, am I wrong? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You're fine. You're overthinking it. Let's move on. Okay. So go ask Alice. Um, yeah, so having never read it and knowing that we were going to talk about this episode today, I was like, let me let me let me read about what this book is about to sort of like figure out like how this- it lends itself to okay. the name, right? Other because like cuz it seems based on what I've read about this Go Ask Alice book, it feels like Brenda Hampton or whoever names episodes on Seventh Heaven was just like, oh, I know, we'll name our character Alice so we could name the episode Go Ask Alice because it's like tangentially related because because in Go Ask Alice, like it's mostly like kind of sort of like by all accounts in hindsight, everybody agrees like it's basically just like anti-drug like propaganda type shit. Like, yeah. And that it was written by some woman who, like, you know, sort of, like, faked the fact that it was someone's diary and everybody, like, bought it for a while until mm-hmm. she was outed or whatever. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of, like, it's still on, on on the bestseller list and it's still in production, like, however many years later or whatever. Yeah. But it's not exactly, like, this, like, amazing classic book that, like, is, like, a gold standard for you know, young adult reading or whatever mm-hmm. anymore, like it was. So, and, and so what I was tra- getting to is like most of the book deals with like the, you know, diarists, like drug use yes. and stuff. There's a little bit of rape that happens mm-hmm. in the book, but it's like the, the, the diarist gets raped by some guy who's like a drug dealer or something. I don't know. Something like that. Again, never read it. I'm basing all this on Wikipedia. Um, so again, so it feels like such a stretch. Like like someone in the Seventh Heaven writing room was like, we want to do an episode about like, you know, domestic, you know, sexual abuse and like, you know, you know, all that shit. And I know we'll call it Go Ask Alice because that's a cool tie in. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. 
I don't know what Brenda Hampton was thinking about Go Ask Alice. <laughs> but of course, I'm thinking, um, like, I, I <laughs> Go Ask Alice. I have the music in my head before. That's a song? Well, um, what was her name? Jefferson Airplane. There, there's oh. a line that she sings in, oh. in it. And so I, I have, like, a more of a like a drug induced uh idea of this like <laughs> yeah, i have yeah, the yeah. music playing in my head i was like oh they're probably gonna talk about the book aren't they before i started watching the show yeah. that's what i'm thinking yeah I was which like, they don't because i'm like it's brenda hampton don't go don't don't go into that world it's mm-hmm, not about that mm-hmm. and then of course when you watch the episode all i'm thinking is like the fuck happened here yeah it's it's all of this is just to say that like i i feel that the title is a bit unfair in terms of like the expectation it sets, right? Like yeah. for the episode over, but um, whatever, let's just dive into it. So um, what's his name? Eric mm-hmm. is talking to principal Jones. Yep. And they spend, did you feel this scene like being interminable? <laughs> like it felt like they were intentionally dragging it out. Yeah. Like the pauses Eric takes and the like, like the extra clauses he adds to his sentences that add nothing to the story. Yeah. Like I'm like, can you just get to the fucking point, Eric? Yeah. Just say what you're here to say. And uh, I was, uh, I was just getting annoyed with uh, the way Eric was handling the situation. Well, I, I think you can break a rule. It's like Eric. You don't act like this. You're, I know. You're never this punk. The fact that he said rules were meant to be broken. I'm like, like who are you right now? You're, you're kind of full of shit right now. Totally. And I don't like that they're trying to convince the audience that Miss Jones is unreasonable. Yeah. Like, because this is not Eric's way. Not only are they trying to convince us that she's unreasonable, but they're also simultaneously trying to convince us that maybe there's some inappropriate relations happening between her and Martin. And it's like, okay, that goes way to, to no- like, sorry, please go no, on. No, I, I understand their point of uh, rumors are a problem. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. But such a stupid... Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I, no. <laughs> so dumb. I don't like... Like they'd all all they do is they show one scene of like Eric in the hallway observing a discussion between Miss Jones and Martin where she's like a you know apparently by all accounts because we, we don't hear their conversation we just sort of yeah. see them interacting and like they're just relating to each other and like laughing and like smiling and talking and she kind of like like I, I don't even want to say affectionately, but like she, a parent to yeah, a child pats him. pats him on the arm, like a shoulder kind of thing. Like, yeah. okay, like you take care and they go their separate ways, you yeah. know? And then Eric's like, Oh, come to, come to dinner tonight or whatever. And then, and then this like little, you know, shit stirring girls yeah. talk, talk about shit stir, like starts, you know, like comes up to Eric. You're that reverend guy, aren't you? Simon Camden's dad. Yeah. Eric Camden. But I know why you're here. Because that new guy and the principal are a little too close, if you know what I mean. I heard he's not really a student. He's a spy. She's always trying to get information, get rid of her enemies before they get rid of her. Know what I mean? Do you? Yeah, seriously. Do you know what she means to you? Yeah. Know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's 
so stupid. I know. And that's the sole, like, that's the entire interaction. And then she, she's like, know what I mean? And then leaves. Yep. <laughs> Leaving Eric to be like, whoa. You're that reverend guy, aren't you? <laughs> you know. Simon's dad. <laughs> yeah, like. First of all, I know this is a small town. You all know who he is. Yeah, seriously. So stop this. Stop, stop pretending like you don't go to church every fucking Sunday with everyone else in this snow globe. God. <laughs> You're a Simon's dead, right? That reverend guy. She's full of shit. <laughs> know what I mean? Her voice, too, is like so monotone. Like, you know what I mean? Zero inflection in it whatsoever. It's so stupid. So anyway, so while all this other shit Miss Jones is dealing with, now she has to deal with the rumors about Martin being her spy. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? It's so stupid. And then poor Martin is like in the middle of this like drama for no reason. Like he poor didn't kid. even ask for any of this. He just came to this school as a transfer. And he's like trying to date Cecilia. And Cecilia's suspecting the worst of him. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. Um... But, like, what a dumb rumor. They think he's a spy. Yeah, yeah. For the principal. I'm trying to... Like, he's a narc. Really? I, like, I don't think our high school has ever come up okay, with something you so read my stupid. Mind. You remember my Because I was going to... I was just about to say, like, I'm trying to think back to when we were in high school and did anything like this or in this vein ever come up? Like, was, like, was there ever a student or somebody, someone that we just was like such a brown noser or that we just like hated for no reason that we were like, they must obviously be a spy. I don't think we ever did that. All I know, we, we were just all assholes to our teachers. That's but, true. <laughs> that's very true. You know, but no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Such a ridiculous, stupid yeah. rumor. I know. It's really dumb. Like, this doesn't happen in high school. That's the thing. And it's so stupid. Like, to your earlier point, like, it goes nowhere. Yeah. There's really nothing to even talk about, like, with that. Like, like, it's it's basically what we said. Cecilia sort of kind of, like, confides in Ruthie that she thinks there might be some truth to that rumor. Yeah. And then Martin overhears it. Mm -hmm. And then they have to have this whole conversation about it. And he's like, he's like, why why would you think that? And she's like, you're right. I don't. Sorry. Bye. We're we're good now. Like, okay. So then what happens? And you get him, like, vouching for Miss Jones saying she may me feel welcome okay well right they they were serving that one person to be on her side that's it that's right but still but what i love about that too is like because when it when it all like i think it's towards the end when it all sort of like comes out in the wash or whatever like you know one of the things that somebody i don't can't even remember who cites as like why that rumor would have started you know because martin like likes her so much or whatever and annie's has to be the one to to like clue everybody into the logic that is like uh no shit because martin's basing his judgment of her on his own experience as should all of you fucking morons yeah <laughs> like, like what has she ever done to you to wrong you nothing so why do you have against her like she's just a woman trying to do her job do the best for every student and yeah. the, and that's what and that's what pisses me off too is it's like it's like she's set up in, into a position where like she can't win yeah like she's the principal of the school she's beholden to the district and the people in office that are like telling her what to mm-hmm. do and to all the parents of the students that she serves or whatever and it's like the rules are the rules and she's not gonna break them or bend them for any one person and yeah. she's gonna treat everybody the same and fairly and sorry folks them's the breaks like what do you want from her like she's not a fucking god like it's so stupid i can't even begin i don't even know oh but you remember when annie um 
took care of one rumor with Cecilia, though, right? Tell me. Okay, so... Because I don't, clearly. They, they mention um, a baseball coach that they think uh, Martin got him fired because he was because the coach wasn't helping them win any of their games or something like that. Okay. And he had and he's been gone for about a week and you oh, hear yeah. Annie saying, "Well, I can put a rest to that. His whatever, his mom or his dad has Alzheimer's and he knows that my father has Alzheimer's and so they were just trying to they're tr- we're talking. That's it." And so he went to his parents' house to deal with that. Is that what you heard? Cuz I'm pretty sure what she actually says is that his wife is dying of cancer. No, no, no. There's an Alzheimer. No. <laughs> Are you sure? There's an Alzheimer's story. And the fact that they're still bringing up Alzheimer's about Annie's dad is I, fucking okay, bullshit. I don't even know if we watched the same episode because oh, no. I guarantee no. it was that his wife had cancer and that's why he had gone on like a sabbatical or no, something. No, 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 no. It's, it's Alzheimer's. Oh, my God. Really? The, they still, what was I hearing? Man? I, I Well, what was I on last night? <laughs> Jeez. Well, clearly... They're still not addressing the fact that this actor has passed away, Grandpa Pete oh, Charles. Oh, I don't think they ever will. Like, I think, like, I think Grandpa Pete Charles is just going to live on forever in the universe of Seventh Heaven. Jesus. God, it's so... Uh, I can't, I'm can't. i not going to go down that road again. We've said our piece about that. Yeah. Um. So, basically, <laughs> Eric is talking to... Like, going back to where we were. Eric is talking to Miss Jones because some parents of some girl... Okay. Let's be clear. The parents of this Alice girl approached him, Eric, to try to get him to talk sense, you know, into into Miss Jones because she plays basketball and they want her son, their son, sorry, to pick her up after school. Yeah. And so they want her, him to be able to like be there in the parking lot waiting for her to pick her up after basketball practice after school. Mm-hmm. And the rule is that there's no visitors allowed. Nobody can just park in the parking lot and wait for anybody, even parents. Everyone has to wait on the corner yeah, of yeah. the street. And that's just, you How know, it it's the fucking rules. Like, yeah. deal with it. Like, again, where do where, where do people get off thinking that they deserve something more or less than anyone else? Like, I, like, I don't understand where that yeah. thought even comes from, you know. But anyway... So, so Eric is like, well, but like, you know, da da da. And she's like, no, da da da. Like, it is what it is. I'm not, and I'm busy, dude. So, like, get the fuck out of my office and yeah. like, let me do my fucking job. So then he takes it upon himself to invite all of these fucking like parents to his office where yeah. they all start like sharing their grievances, yeah. you know, with her. Like, she won't let me bring, like, let my son stand in the parking lot, whatever. She won't let my kid leave school for lunch, even though she's diabetic and she has to, like, have certain meals or whatever. And I, I was like... And the other one, the other one's like, and my friend has the car and, and my, my daughter is her friend and can drive her and that she won't let that happen either. Like, the- <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but the best, the fucking cherry on top. <laughs> The fucking cherry. All these parents have come to like share their grievances. And this woman, who, by the way, is character, is listed as a prevaricator. She oh, doesn't yeah, even dude. get a name. Yeah. <laughs> this woman has come to play. She missed the memo where this was a share your grievances about Miss Jones. She's has she came to the fucking roast Miss Jones <laughs> fest. Okay. <laughs> um She's so cheap, she gets her hair cut at the barbershop. 
And this is a problem because... Well, um, men get their hair cut at barber shops. Women are supposed to get their hair cut at salons. <laughs> She's just not setting a very good example. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's so cheap. She gets her hair cut at the barber shop. Like... <laughs> So insane. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like it's literally. It's like a. It's like a fucking roast. <laughs> like it, what is she saying? <laughs> oh my god. So. So he's like, he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I hear all your concerns. I get it, you know. And he's thinking he's doing them like he's doing Miss Jones a favor because like he's gonna try to like corral these people rather than have them go to the to the school board. Yeah, like he's gonna like take all these like notes and like you know present them to her and be like, now you don't want a lynch mob on your hands, do you? And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, Eric, like get a hold of yourself, you know, like you've been doing this for how many years now you should know better by now thank you than to like than to not think that something deeper is going on here you know what i mean like he, he just i don't know he was more than usual like annoying yeah huh it's like, weird what are we back to season one get your shit together you've been doing this for a lot longer I bro I swear <laughs> and it's like and it's like he's being willfully obtuse about it yeah like he's just like He's just like let letting all these negative things about Miss Jones like enter his consciousness about her. Yeah. And it's like, but we've seen him beat like 10 steps ahead of the game before. So like, why is this any different? No, you know? they only let that happen when he's by, wait, Detective Michaels, right? Is he? Detective? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they only let <laughs> oh that God. happen then. It's the greatest moment. We'll get there. <laughs> so, um, so, um, so anyway, so this is all going down. Meanwhile, cut to back at the school, right? Yeah. Um, w- the brother is like sitting in his car in the parking lot mm-hmm. and Kevin and Roxanne show up because obviously Kevin and Roxanne, <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne. <laughs> and oh, and sorry. And so he's there and Jones is talking to him in yeah. his car, right? And Kevin and Roxanne show up and they're like, is there a problem here or whatever? And Jones and Jones is quick to like deflect and like almost like protect the guy, yes. the brother, yeah, yeah. which I thought was shocking because I was just I was I was expecting her to be like, yes, officer, this boy shouldn't be here and he's here. But she's like, oh, no, there's no problem. We were just having a chat. Isn't that right? Whatever the and fuck she your calls name is. and she, well no she even says son he goes I'm not your son oh, yeah. like he gets all yeah, like yeah. defensive yeah but basically like Jones orchestrates that scenario so that like Kevin and Roxanne don't have to like you know cause any trouble or whatever yeah just basically like he just like leaves right mm-hmm. and he, he like makes a stink about it but he like leaves and so they don't have to like do anything you know basically but Roxanne gets his plates yeah and then runs them and it turns out he's got some pr- like some like tickets and yeah, shit unpaid I don't know. Parking tickets and things yeah. like that. So, so enough to like get him to like be called in, right? Yeah. To the precinct. So, so that happens, and then mean, and then cut to again. Jones is in her office, and Alice walks in, and played by Madeline Zima. Yeah, by the way, which I know that was a blast from the past. Um, she walks in and she's like, "He's not there. My brother's not there. Like, whatever." And then, whoa, man, this yeah. was like, what? Like, it, it, for me, I don't know. I don't know if you saw it coming at all. Did you? 
Uh, not really. Uh, but when she said my brother's not there and she's worried, I said, are they both trying to run away? Is like, Oh, so, so you knew it was a runaway situation. I th- I don't know when she said my brother's not there. Like she's concerned. I was, uh, I was thinking, okay. Um, I will. Yeah. That's the thing is like when Alice comes in being all like perturbed that her brother isn't there. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. Like, like what's the deal? Like, is, does she need him to be there because like because she freaks out about like not being able to get home or what like like yeah. you know what I mean because like because it kind of sort of like up until this point felt like he was a troublemaker just, no but it also just felt like this is a normal thing right like sometimes parents can't always be there to pick up their kids yeah. so they send the older brother to do it you know mm-hmm. and Jones is sort of kind of like sorry not happening like yeah. he can wait on the street like everybody else why should he get to park in the lot and so and I was like I wasn't thinking necessarily that she's being unreasonable but I was just like like okay whatever so they just want to park on the lot like who yeah. gives a shit you know and I almost also thought maybe it was like a situation of like the brother is like a former student and now he's like just like a loser type of guy and she doesn't want him hanging around. Yeah, I really thought that he was the problem in the beginning yeah. because how he was behaving whenever you first get introduced exactly. to him. But when she came in worried, I said, OK, Wait, right. And then and then immediately I was like, what, what? When Jones is like, OK, now's our chance. Tell me everything. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, what is happening? Yep. Um, and then, okay, so I don't know if you felt this, but I did. So I'll say it. (laughs) That was a long way to go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know if you felt this, but I did. So let's talk about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so dumb. (laughs) What even is this show? (laughs) Okay. Um, you know, that thing of like, when there's like a dramatic thing happening on a TV show, right? Yeah. Because it's a TV show okay. and because it's such a serious topic that, that they're going to be dealing with now for the next like half of this episode. Like yeah. obviously the writers and like whatever are trying to like lighten it up. There's there's like moments of levity that take place after this line in the sand is drawn, mm-hmm. such as when the prevaricator comes back to the office yeah. and like comes clean about everything, you know, which we'll play the clip later or when the dad is like talking to Eric and then Eric turns to Sergeant Michael's like, you know, he's lying. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's moments of levity like that. But, and this, this is what I'm trying to say is like when, when the thing, when the through line, when that drama is so like urgent and you're like, I need to fucking know what's happening. Yeah. Those moments of comedy, like, like they're tedious yeah <laughs> like in the moment like when you're first watching them you're like who has time for jokes right now like can we get to the fucking you know like <laughs> like you can't appreciate no the, like like those moments because you're like so busy trying to like get to the yeah. the end of the story you know especially ruthie cecilia and martin i was like can we, I i'm done with the story like so over it <laughs> like so oh, it's they, hug, like they become best friends again i'm sick of it i know sorry I, also cecilia's hair was trash tragic in this episode i don't know what the fuck shit they had done with it it almost looked like a wig like dude i can't get over her act her acting let alone look at her hair so <laughs> i noticed it because normally she's got like you know like yellowish kind of like hair like it's like normal hair you know mm-hmm. but like in this episode it was like fr- it wasn't frizzy but it it's almost like the ironing you know like there was like static in yeah. it like you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. like it wasn't polished and also it was like way more platinum she must have like dyed it or something yeah it was definitely platinum that i remember and so it just looked like fake hair 
<laughs> I don't know. I just noticed it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. See, we're doing it now. We're like, let's get to the fucking, yeah. we're like wasting time on hair. Um, so yeah. So, but, but as I was like watching it and feeling that way, I had that moment of recognition where I'm like, I'm going to appreciate this tomorrow. Once, once I know the ending of this episode, like yeah. I'm going to appreciate these moments of like levity for what they were, you know, like as long as once I know what we're getting to, to you know, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you felt that too, but it's, it's a phenomenon I've noticed happens. <laughs> like the, the first time, the first evidence I have of that is the friends finale. Like, you know, it's like towards the end of the episode, right? It's like this whole thing of like the Ross and Rachel, like, well, they are, are they going to not whatever? And she's on the fucking plane and the guy's like, you know, like making jokes about the phalange and you're yeah. just, and it's hilarious, truly objectively hilarious comedy. But you, but you're just like so fucking like intensely like worried about Ross and Rachel that you can't even like appreciate the comedy of it in that moment. <laughs> like that was my first like m- evidence of that. And then ever since then, like I recognize it now when it's happening. I don't know. Um, so anyway, so so speaking of those moments of levity, this happens. Mr. Miller has been calling up the parents trying to stir up trouble for Ms. Jones because he wants her out of the school, I guess. And he sort of kind of offered a reward for anybody who would come forward with a complaint about her. A hundred bucks wasn't much, but I needed it on account of my son doesn't have a decent pair of shoes. Well, I, I couldn't come up with much. I, I mean, I know Miss Jones gets her hair cut at the barber shop, so I tried to make that sound bad, but it really isn't because it's one of the students who went to Kennedy High School and then he went on to barber school, and he's the one who cuts her hair, so she's just trying to support his business. I mean, I really like the woman. She's tough, but she's fair and she's funny, and evidently she's gone a little overboard by committing a felony, so I just wanted to admit right now that Mr. Miller is the one who stirred up all the trouble in case we're called into court to testify on related matters. I, I just wanted to volunteer breathe, to tell woman, the truth right now. She hasn't stopped talking for like five minutes. It's so good. You know, Rose Cozen helps out the guy at the barbershop. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think it went to Kennedy. Felony, but like, <laughs> went to Kennedy High School. But oh my god, it's so good. Like, see, like that—that's comedy right there. Yeah. Like, hundred percent. I love it. Ugh, okay, so let's so let's die, let's let's deal with the elephant in the room, right? So Jones is like, this, "Now's our chance. Tell me everything." Yeah. Cut to they're at the college, which I didn't even realize that. I thought they were just like still at the high school. Why were they at the college? Well, because there was a medical center there, I guess, where she oh. could like privately get tested, right? I I'm guess guessing. so. I don't know. I'm I'm guessing they rape kitted her, right? That, maybe. But because, because, I, because that's they still met with that social, social worker. worker. So like, why'd they have to do that at the college? I don't know. Well, they needed Lucy to find, find yeah, her. Yeah, basically. That was it. They, they, they needed to orchestrate a way to have Lucy be there. So stupid. I'm an, uh, this show. Just, <laughs> why not just have Matt there? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, really. really. <laughs> <laughs> they fly to New York to get her tested. <laughs> so Matt could be there. <laughs> hey, who's this Miss Jones? <laughs> Um, anyway, so then, so they go there and they're meeting with somebody and all Jones is saying like, you know, like, thank you for coming forward. And like, you know, she says something about the, okay, this is where you need to be the smart one here because I'm almost 95% positive and I should have just rewatched it, but I don't know that Jones says to Alice in that moment, 
no one's brother should treat them that way. Or something about like something about her brother. Is that not what she says? No, I can't remember this. Okay, because that what was that's what was fucking fucking me up towards the end. Because I was like, wait, the brother like raped her. Like, what the fuck happened with the brother? Like, because I could have sworn Jones mentions the brother when she's like, you know, comforting Alice that like everything's gonna be okay. And then at the end, when you find out that the dad's been like abusing both the brother and her, yeah, it gets even more confusing because the brother keeps going like, "You said it was just me," and yeah. da, da da. And I'm like, "What do you mean? Was it was just me that was raping Alice? Like what? Like I was so fucking confused." Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then finally, I just had to throw my hands up and go, "Okay, I guess I have to just suspend my disbelief and understand that this da- dad has been abusing both of his kids." Yep, and like telling telling each of them He's to them. keep quiet yeah. and not say anything because why it's a good form of control i don't think there's any no, but, other reason no 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 but but there's a reason why the brother never said anything right because the dad told him like no one would believe him or something like that oh, and yeah. uh his reputation would be over that's right and he was breaking him down like calling him worthless you, you don't well, you yeah know, all, all that, that shit aside yeah 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 and she never spoke up because what was she was afraid or something like that well, that's the thing is like she never had a chance to speak up because the brother was always waiting for her yeah. right there. And so she never had a lone moment yeah. to like talk to Jones about it or, or you know, be taken off of the yeah. school grounds to get, you know, to speak to someone or whatever. Yeah. And he didn't so know. The brother didn't know that any of this but, shit was going but down. But he knew that he was being abused. So why did he go along with the whole, like, I'm going to pick you up from school and not giving you a moment's peace thing? Mm. That's the part that doesn't quite work for me. I'm just thinking uh, filling up the kid's head with stories, pinning him against her, maybe trying to seek yeah, dad's approval. Probably. It's a lot of probably psychological fucked up things. Well, and he kind of sort of says, too, like, you know, like the reason he like sleeps in his car every night and whatever is so that he doesn't have to like be inside the house. Yeah. So I'm wondering, and I'm, and, and I think he also says like the reason like he comes to school is so that he can like watch over her and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Like to like protect her or something. I yeah. don't know. I really don't He thinks don't know. he was actually protecting her when all they're both doing to each other is it's actually like, like, you know, Yeah keeping themselves in their own like closet of like you know they don't realize they're actually enabling his behavior like they don't get that exactly because he he's a good manipulator because he's he's a fucking terrible person and so so then so because jones takes alice away right cut two it's at it's it's the end of school day alice is nowhere to be found yeah and so they cut the the de- like the dad, the parents, whatever, get the fucking police involved. Yep. Sergeant Michaels is there. Everyone's there. It's like this whole rumor mill. Like Alice has disappeared. Jones took her, whatever. Yeah. And so like, so like the parent, the dad, whatever, is talking to Eric and being like, you know, Alice, she's just not well. And like, you know, she's been talking about going away for school, but we just know she's not ready, you know? And like, and that's why, you know, we're worried that she's going to run away. So that's why we're like, you know, we're protective and the brother and da, 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 da. And then, and then he like walks away and 
goes to Sergeant Michaels yeah. and is like he know like Eric knows more than he's letting on like lean on him or whatever and then Michaels is like of course sir and yeah. like comes over to Eric and Eric's like you know he's lying right yeah <laughs> he's like yeah yeah totally it's fine <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah don't I'm worry <laughs> so then that's when it, all the shit hits the fan basically that social worker person comes to like confront the dad yep. and then the son comes out of nowhere and is like you motherfucker whatever like confronts his dad mm-hmm. and then and then it got really fucking crazy for me when they're sitting in that office with the, with mom. the mom i lost it dude i was like holy fucking shit these parents are fucking criminals like they're yeah. they're fucking criminal people mm-hmm. that shouldn't be allowed to be parents like fuck them so hard but but i will say this good job oh, fuck good job on seventh heaven on, in one thing they did a good job on showing you how cycles repeat mm. so well no they kind of do no no they did i know but it's like the end of this episode is where it all fell apart for me. Like yeah. starting with the mom being like, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, and then the social worker has to be like, you were abused, weren't you? Like starting from there till the very end, I was just like, oh, so this is all just like, just so that they can, like they shoehorned all this shit in mm-hmm. so that they could, so that the show on the meta level, on the meta level could be like, see like cycles repeat themselves and like but see you just have to be positive and like not let it get you down or not 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 let it get you down but like not let it keep you down and like you know pursue your life even though it's been shitty you know like, i don't even know like like they won't even let alice like sit in her fucking trauma for 30 seconds like that she's supposed to be this like strong amazing unicorn of a person who can come out of the office having just emancipated herself and go i'm gonna go to college and it's gonna be great that that's that's the that's the one thing that annoys me with this show that they're gonna tie a pretty bow at the end to tell you that she will be fine yeah it's and, so stupid and it's very much uh it she even says it uh, we're going to have like years of therapy. I don't know what uh, months of court, like they're breaking down exactly what will actually happen in this person's life. And it's life. like not real. <laughs> like it's like so stupid. It, like, okay, you showed me that it could be a cycle. All right. Now leave it there. Show. Okay. It's a cycle. Let show me the trauma or show me the sadness and let it sit there. Well, and that's, that's the it. problem though, right? Is like on a show like this, like they can't. It it's got to be one and done. They got to wrap it all up they in can't. this one episode. We're never going to see this girl again. I know, but so, we had an episode where it didn't end well. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a two-parter or no, like you said, like it ends on a down note or and, whatever. And that's okay. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Like it's okay. But I also think that, you know, they had to kind of play a little bit of lip service right like to the world in this moment and like and show what the light at the end of the tunnel is Mm -hmm. because otherwise like what what message are they sending you know like i I don't agree with it but i get it you know like on an intellectual level like i get that this whole thing was just about sending a message that like this is wrong speak up like don't let anyone tell you not to speak up right like you know get uh, get people to like hear you and listen to you yeah. and believe you and whatever and know that it's going to be okay like mm-hmm. you know like that like they had to do all of that now to get it done you know basically but yeah it's just it's just like stupid because like all of a sudden she becomes this robot person who's like it's gonna be hard but i'm gonna go to college and i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna play basketball and live my life and i'm gonna be amazing like okay yes of course you are but like 
in this moment, not five minutes after you've like basically laid your mom out and your dad's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. Five minutes later, you're like, I got this life. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got this life. <laughs> I don't know five. about that. Um, but yeah, so horrible, awful shit <laughs> yep. that happens to this girl. And the boy too. It, it almost feels like like we don't we don't get enough time to like feel bad for the guy for the boy. For Griffith, I know. Yeah, that's his name. Um, I don't know. I mean, who cares? Whatever. But not not who cares that he was abused. Like who cares in the scheme of things? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. But so, yeah, the fucking parents are fucking criminals and mm-hmm. terrible. She's just been fucking drinking herself to death of yeah. the mom every night while knowing that this has been happening. Like, it's just terrible. I wrote, oh, shit, the mom's an alcoholic who knew what's up, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then I wrote, Miss Jones rules. Oh, and then I wrote, Alice sure has presence of mind in this moment. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's a glimpse into the mind of Jackie. Um, yeah. <laughs> what even else is there to talk about in this episode? That's it, y'all. There was one part that I really liked or that stood out to me. Obviously, we, there's a lot more to talk about. But there's one part in this storyline that stood out to me, which is when Jones is like telling Alice like, you know, thank you for like coming forward and like, you know, speaking up or whatever. And Alice is like, thank you for believing me. Yeah. That was really powerful to me. Like, especially like in today's climate of like the whole me too movement and times up and all that shit. Like, like I thought it was important that that was like included in this message of like, like, yeah, obviously always come forward. And also obviously always, always fucking believe <laughs> yeah like, like always Dude. um so yeah okay so are we done with that i think so business all right so let's talk about mushkil gusha <laughs> How they- i just want to just want to keep saying that i love i love it when i before i looked it up i was like mushkil gusha like must kill like, like i was like did, did annie just like completely mispronounce words right now um so she's reading a little story yeah. to the twins. Um I'll play the clip and then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of Mushkilgusha. I liked it. It was very good. But I feel bad for the daddy when he took the daughter away from him. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. And neither did she. She didn't steal the necklace. But you know, in the end, Everybody found out the truth, and they all liked the man, and they liked his daughter, and their lives were never difficult again. Okay. <laughs> sure. You, they just had to go through a world of hurt and not rem- and forget about all the shit that those people did to them. That's right. Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about, <sighs> is I don't think it's random that this story is mentioned in this episode. No, it's not. However, I've been racking my brain for the better part of two days to figure out what the connection is, and I can't. Like, I so we've read the story of Mushkil Gusha, which, yeah. let me just nutshell it for the world, because I guarantee, like, no one knows this fucking story. Like, at least not in the Western world. It's not something we really yeah. hear about. 
even like even in a different format like it's not mm-hmm. a story or a fo- folk tale that we like know yeah basically it's this father and daughter duo they live in the woods somewhere mm-hmm. he's a woodcutter he sells his woods in the city uses the money to provide for his daughter and yeah. himself um she kind of I don't want to say complains, but she remarks that like, wouldn't it be nice to have like nicer food besides like bread and water every night or whatever. And he's like, got it, honey. I'm, I, I got you. So like, he's like, I'm going to double my cuts. I'm going to double my sales. I'm going to like, you know, have more money to like spend on shit, whatever. Mm -hmm. But through a series of like misunderstandings or whatever, he ends up like, deprived of like of food and water for a few days yeah and like hears like a voice and sees some visions right yeah it's like basically supposed to be like god or whatever Mm -hmm. like tells him like like this is and this is where i need your help basically like the gems he takes is supposed to be like a like a symbol right for like a metaphor for like for like god's good graces on you right Mm -hmm. because because like he like takes some stones but then he brings them home but then they become these precious gems which then they're able to like sell and like provide for themselves like they they build a mansion you know da 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 Mm -hmm. and the only caveat is like like tell the story of mushkal gusha like keep that cycle exactly. like 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 you know every week like take the time to like tell that story to mm-hmm. someone or whatever to like you know basically like spread the word of god yeah. right like spread the love spread the joy whatever they 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 build this mansion across the thing across the lake from this king or whatever yeah. and then the the princess and this girl go swimming in the lake she's yeah. the princess is wearing some fancy ass necklace takes it off before they go swimming yeah can't find it or forgets that she never that she took it off and yeah. blames the little girl for stealing it. Yep. So they separate her from her dad. Mm-hmm. They put the dad in the stocks yeah. in this town square mm-hmm. where people are like ridiculing him and throwing shit at him. And like once in a blue moon, someone will like throw him a piece of bread or something you know, like whatever. Yeah. And so he's like on death's door and he remembers the visions he had and all that shit and remembers that he didn't do a good job of spreading the word of Mushkal Gusha. So he like finds a stranger. Yeah, because he throws him a coin and he says like this coin has no use to me. Why don't you go buy some dates and sit with me? That's right. And then so so the stranger sits with them. They share some dates and he tells him the story and in telling him the story and inviting that light back into his life or yeah. whatever, like the, the then the princess finds her necklace and realizes all big a misunderstanding. Yeah, because she sees it at the bottom of the stream or something no, like no, no, that. No, 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 no. She goes to the so stream, yeah. sees it in the water, then it realizes it's just a reflection because it's fucking hanging on the fucking branch where she put it in the fucking first place. Ugh. So then she's like, oh, my bad. And then everything's okay. And then the daughter's reunited with her dad. And, like, they live happily ever after. And, like, don't forget the story. Like, don't forget to repeat that story every week or whatever. Like, that's the moral or whatever. It's it's almost like a fucking chain letter too, like because because like because the way that we read it is like someone posted all of this on like a Facebook post, yeah, right? And yeah, then at the yeah. end of it, it's almost like, now will you forward this story and like pass on the word? <laughs> like and it just sounds like letter. a rumor mill of a story yeah, yeah. too. It's well, well, it's from what I understand because I Wikipedia it too, like the sort of the everything about it or whatever, not this actual story. But from what I understand, it's it there's like an it's this is like a really old old folk tale yeah. of like of like Iranian from, from from Iran and so like 
it's 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 probably been passed down for like centuries at this point. I know, but and it has like probably you know changed a little bit. So in its much details. lost in translation stuff. Yeah, exactly, but exactly. it's just uh, it's just funny. I'm like, okay, this sounds really funny. Even the way it's written just sounds funny. Well, that well, that's just like a language barrier. No, thing. I know, <laughs> but yeah, it's all, I'm like, okay, yeah. And then? But like, like yeah, like some of the specifics, like like he climbed stairs that weren't there and found precious stones that he brought home, and then they were gems that looked like lights from the outside. Some sh- like shit like that. Yeah. Um. But so, okay, so that's the story, right? Like Mm -hmm. on the meta level, right? Like that's the story that Annie has just read to the twins. Yeah. And the twins obviously like their takeaway is like, it's really fucked up that the daughter and dad have to be separated separated for like no reason. Right. And then Annie is like, but they all lived happily ever after in the end. Yeah. And everybody knew that it was a misunderstanding. So tell me how that thematically relates to how Alice's thing is not a misunderstanding and she's going to be separated forever from her dad because he's a monster. Like how, like how do you put those two things in the same fucking episode? They're not the same fucking story. So maybe about the rumor mill about Miss Jones, that, but then, yeah, I don't like, there's nothing in one. And maybe it's about the whole juxtaposition of those two things, but it just feels a little tone deaf that the story you spend like a good five minutes, you know, on in the show, you know, like you'd think that there would be some sort of like a thematic sort of tie in, like, you know, like art and life and all that shit. Right. But instead, this is a story that ends very hopefully and very like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a positive story at the end of the day. Meanwhile, you're dealing with a daughter who's being like, like continually raped by her father Mm -hmm. and is now going to be separated. But it's like, but it's like the polar opposite of what of the story of Mushkal Gusha. Like, what are we doing? I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, she got separated from her dad, but maybe it's the fact that no one knows the real story about anything. Everyone's making up, um, making up shit. See, this is why we talked about this because like, I knew you'd have some insight that I, I couldn't get. Well, maybe, but I could be totally wrong, and I maybe just you know. Well, no, but as soon as you said patting that, Brenda Hampton on the back when I shouldn't be. <laughs> No, but as, but but at least you found something. Like I couldn't even find that. I, like all I could think was like, what the fuck does one have to do with the other? It's still I'm still like that. I'm tr- I'm maybe I'm stretching. <laughs> no, but I but I think you you might be onto something. So say it one more time. What did you well, say? Well, not believing Miss Jones. Everyone is just kind of out to get her. It's not what it seems. She's actually not vicious. Someone else is spreading a rumor. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like, take a deeper look here. Okay, that's one. The other one about you know um about alice are they gonna believe her story that that's it like in the like so yes all those things only all those things but i would argue see and this is maybe it's just maybe it's just a um a problem with the version of the story that we happen to read or whatever Mm -hmm. because for me the real part of that mushkil gusha story is not really that last moment where they where they become rich and then there's a misunderstanding and he's in the jail. For me, it's really that moment of him like, you know, in a in a state of like deprivation, no water, no food for three days, and he hears God and like sees a vision. I felt like that was really the the pivotal moment mm-hmm. in the story of Mushkal Gusha. And so 
for me, I was like, well, if that's the real point, not the real point, if that's like, if that's the takeaway, right, of the story of Mishra yeah. is like, is like, you know, when you're, when you're at your worst, when you're at your lowest, just remember that there is like God's good grace that's yeah. going to like provide for you and whatever. If that's the takeaway, what the fuck does that have to do with Alice being raped? Nothing, because (laughs) what you said is actual takeaway from that story. So for them to tie that into this shouldn't have happened. It doesn't make sense. It's just weird, right? It is. It's like a weird stretch. Like almost like maybe Brenda Hampton read a bad version of the story and completely took the wrong takeaway from it or something. Probably. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like this whole like lost in translation thing, as you said, like, yeah. like we're all speaking different languages, trying to like, trying to say the same thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I'm glad we talked about that. Cause I kind of wanted to like get that out and yeah. like talk it through. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's, the it. episode, folks. <laughs> That's it, guys. That's the stuff. <laughs> if we had to rate it, which we do, when do we rate this? Rate this episode. Dude, I don't know. It's like, it's such a heavy episode. I still didn't like it. Mm-mm. Two thumbs down. Same. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a poor, it's just a poor episode. Yeah. Yeah. It so, w- something as heavy as this. It got a little, it got a little confused. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it, cause it should have just been a straightforward, straight through. It didn't need any of the extra Martin bullshit. It didn't need anything. It just needed to be the story of this girl who's feeling attacked from both sides yeah. and has no way out until finally someone believes her and gives her a way out. Mm-hmm. And she, and then she comes out of it stronger and better off and all those things. Like that's what it should have been. Yeah. And then it got confused by all this other extra shit that had nothing to do with anything. Seriously. And was like completely unnecessary. So yeah, it, you get two thumbs down for execution. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Brenda Hampton. <laughs> well, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so any other observations? No. I'm trying to th- see if I have any clips. I do have a clip I want to play just okay. for fun. That was our friend from the Board of Education. You know, the preacher's kid who helped Simon get into college early, the, uh, the Harvard bum. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? <gasps> <laughs> Dude, what was that? Random shade at Harvard and that kid that helped cu- like Simon get out of school, like yeah, or uh, into school. Okay, but, but but why are you talking shit about the kid that helped you get into the school? I don't know. I don't. All, first of all, since when is Harvard something to be considered like bummy about? Like Harvard is by all accounts a prestigious Ivy League fucking like school. Like, <laughs> so he talks shit, and then. Yeah, Ruthie, Ruthie talks, but but Ruthie, it's almost like it's almost like she's just she's she's just saying that because she's heard her dad say it because she says it the exact same way that Harvard bum that helped Simon get into college. Yeah, like, and she goes, "I'm sorry, I just miss Simon." And I was like, <laughs> "You should have called that do. guy a Harvard bum, though." <laughs> yeah, don't listen to like, Dan. What is that? What was that? That 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 PK? You know that Harvard bum? I was like, "What? Who are you, Eric? Are you twelve? I thought he was a nice guy. I don't know what your problem is." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Yeah, we're on there. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and also, you know what? 
tell a friend (laughs) (laughs) like you know just you know you know that one friend you know everyone has that one friend right who just like gets you on every level like you know like you share all the same interests about like you know the content the entertainment you consume or don't consume or whatever it's like you're just like on that same page right pull that friend aside and go hey listen i've heard about this i mean i've been listening to this really fucking cool show It's a really dope podcast with these two best friends talking shit about Seventh Heaven. I mean, talking shit. (laughs) Talking lots of shit. Um, Send them the link. You know, just be like blasting that shit, folks. You can find us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the social media or send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. And oh, also. You can go to patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod and become a heaven head and get two bonus episodes every month of us doing live commentary on movies that T has seen that I have not, mm-hmm. which we've established at this point. There are many. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so there's lots of stuff on there now. There's like I think like six or seven episodes there already. So, yeah. And um, there's more coming every month. So, you know, subscribe now, get in on the ground floor, you know, tell a friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and until next time, bye. Bye. <laughs>